With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cleverly for sharing up. The battle And Defoe all the way. Hello guys and welcome back to the last word on Spurs, our extra time special this week. You can follow us across a range of different social media platforms. We are on Twitter at last word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram. On this edition of the last word on Spurs, we'll be looking back at the frustrating draw at the Amex against Brighton. We'll be taking again a whole host of questions for tonight's very much wise panel and looking ahead to the big FA Cup semi-final to come against Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. So, as I said, three wise men join us tonight. Let's run through the guests we've got on the show. First up, we've got Vass here from Hotspur America. Vass, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Ricky. Not feeling like a wise man, more like one of the seven dwarfs. I'm really grumpy. <laughs> Don't worry, Vass. Hopefully in this next hour or so, the bit of therapy you're hopefully going to give us will be all right. Uh, well, I hope so. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Joining Vass tonight, back on the show, regular of ours, of course, we've got Mr. Ian Gummervas. Ian, how are you? Very well, Rick, and nice to be back on the show and with Vaz and Jai, be good. Yes, yes, and Ian, how was your journey after last night? You, you all right? Yeah, got back about one-ish, another, another good day out. Not exactly enhanced by the football, but we'll come on to that. We will indeed, we will indeed. Well, good to have you on the show, Ian. And finally, a debut We've been looking to get this guy on the show for a while, and finally we've made it happen. We've got Jay on the line, who, if anyone follows you know, Twitter, Spurs Twitter, this guy's always around. Jay, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Rick. So, let's get straight into it then. Draw against Brighton. Let me come round first to you, Vass. I mean, from my perspective, you know, teams that aspire to win leagues and trophies... They show up in these games and don't search for excuses. I mean, the game itself, it was imperative to win in order so many would probably consider to consolidate and maintain the gap in order to secure Champions League football. Disappointing performance, disappointing result. How did you see it, Vass? Yeah, it was very disappointing uh, and quite frustrating. I think I spent most of the night screaming, <laughs> for fuck's sake, at my TV. So, <laughs> kind of just sums it up, really. Um, but, on the other hand, I mean... Pre-game, everyone was talking about how important a cup victory would be 
And it was kind of encouraging to see that maybe Pochettino is taking the cup somewhat seriously now. And he was giving the run out to, to players who, one, needed it, and two, should really have been uh, good enough to see the game out. It's funny you say that, Vass. We've got a question. I have to read it out. Jason, obviously our very own Mr. Jason McGovern, who isn't with us tonight, he says, and it's similar to what you've just said there, Vass, that having been criticised when the FA Cup lineup came out against Swansea for not taking the Cup seriously and Cups matter more than top four, why is Pochettino now being criticised for doing exactly what many wanted, i.e. prioritising the FA Cup? Saturday, it was why isn't Toby being picked? Why doesn't Mora start? Dembélé's resting because it's a semi-final. Dyer is shit, we miss Wanyama. Sancho start over Lamella. He picks a team that, against Brighton, addresses all of those issues and still, many moan, why did we make six changes? Have you got an answer to that question, Vass? Yeah, because all the fans generally are hindsight managers. <laughs> everybody, everybody manages with hindsight, and Pochettino is the only one who has to make his decisions pre-game, and occasionally they will not work, uh, as it was shown last night. So it's all very well uh, with the knowing the score and, and the way we played to then go back and say X should have played or Y should have played or we should have adopted this formation or that formation. But sorry, mate, that's, that's just too late. That's that's after the event. Mm. Um, I think what Pochettino did last night was he played a team strong enough to beat Brighton, uh, had we played well, really. Um, Toby was back and everybody was getting really excited about that. Um, you wasn't as much, really... was you, Vass? Judging by your t- Twitter timeline, you wasn't getting too carried away by that return. No, because um, I saw superlatives going around of um, he was excellent, he was sublime, he was brilliant, etc., etc. I saw a guy have a good game in a bad performing team, but you know it was one game. Uh, Let's let's see. Uh, I can't get too excited about anything. It was like the way, same way people, everyone got excited about Mora when he came on. Uh, against Man City at uh, the weekend. And we've got to start Mora. Let's play Mora. He looked brilliant, blah, blah, blah. The guy had a good cameo against Man City. And he played last night against Brighton. He played okay. Mm. That's all. We we just played badly last night. And, and uh, you know, we've got uh, a draw, unfortunately, instead of three points. Mm. Let me come round and ask you, Jay. As I mentioned there about that question from Jason coming in, despite the six changes, we did still have 11 internationals on the field. And therefore, you know, is it just too easy to then start looking for blame for Pochettino for everything? Because majority would agree the team fielded there was more than enough, you know, quality on that field to dispose Brighton. The players should have taken a look at themselves, Jay, don't they? Well, I think um, just to give you all you guys uh, a bit of a heads up, so I didn't actually watch the full game live. Oh, so I was stuck. I was stuck in. I was stuck in Milan. Would you believe I was in work? And my plane was delayed by two hours. So what I was trying to do was get it on the um, airport Wi-Fi by the gate and it wasn't working. So I ended up listening to it on the radio Mm. very intermittently as it was coming in and out. And from what I heard from the radio, um, it wasn't um, a very inspiring game all round. But I managed to catch the whole game today, so I watched it emotionless. So what I saw was probably different to most people because everyone, when you watch a game, you're full of emotion. And and all, all I saw was that apart from two players, the rest were all OK. I think we dominated the game. Um, I think Poch, going back to your original question, Poch is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. So there's a lot of, I think the Spurs fans are bipolar at the moment. They are all over the place because they just want that success, which a lot of people um, have been craving for so long. And Mm. we know that we're so close. So I think somebody said today that I shouldn't be on the show because I'm far too biased. Well, I'm not really biased. I'm just pretty honest. And my honest appraisal of the game was if Son's goal goes in where um, Ryan made an absolute worldie of a save. If uh, Mora wasn't selfish and shot, like I think he did like a Paulinho shot where uh, Paulinho <laughs> went through against Burnley and Mora went through. We all got excited and he smashed it quite quite wide. A bit better than Paulinho's shot, but not not much better. Um, and Lamella goes through at the end. Uh, 
doesn't for some reason doesn't take it on his left foot t- t- takes it round to his right and hits it straight at the keeper we did have chances mm. whereas against other teams that could have easily have been a 3-1 win so I, 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 am I biased maybe did I see it um, with the emotion of watching it live no did I watch it on a replay yes was it boring yes was everyone falling over yes who, who bloody buys their boots they spend all of this money on boots. Every single player. Let me ask you, Joe. You mentioned second. two players and were, were were bad. Who are those two players? You brave enough to say oh, they we, were. We, 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 we all know who they are. Sissoko and Aurier. Mm. So um, <laughs> I, 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 I don't. What guys? What do you all think? I, I don't think it was a pen. Well, Joe, we're going to. I promise you, we're going to come on to Aurier very shortly. Okay. Just let me get Ian's reflection of the game. Let me bring it round to you, Ian. So you know, I have to ask you, Ian. On that game itself, for me, it had that kind of typical Tottenham attitude of, listen, we've got a big game coming up this Saturday and therefore we can, you know, we, we can't be asked tonight. But providing we maybe go on to beat Man United on Saturday, many will forget that game against Brighton. That That's what I mean. So much kind of rests on it. Ian, you was there at the Amex. You witnessed that 1-1 draw live in person. Had to suffer that 90 minutes. What did you make of the game? Um, well, I'm struggling to remember much of it, <laughs> even sort of like now. Because... Right. Um, it was one of those games that will, will not <laughs> live long in the memory, that's for sure. Um, I just found that that it was very lacklustre. It was a lot of people that looked like they were saving themselves for you know for, for Saturday. Um, that that's that's presupposing that that Potch is going to pick them anyway. Mm. Um, and I think that you know I, I you know going back to Jason's original sort of comment. I had no problem with the, with the, with the team selection, no problem at all. And as you quite rightly said, Rick, there was enough quality on that mm, pitch to yeah. have to have won the game. What what concerned me, and as, as Jay said it, you know, what was it twenty seven times a, a Tottenham player fell on their arse? Mm. and and you think to yourself, did you not go out and warm up on that pitch? Did you not get a feel for the for the conditions? You know, and you know, and, and were you really at the races? You know, there was a lot of players that that didn't perform as as well as we'd seen them perform over the last season, and I just I just wondered whether a they got a, a bit of an eye on Saturday, but is is a little bit of that Pochettino fatigue factor creeping in like it did a couple of years ago? Yeah. And 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 and, and to be fair, you know, I, I I do, you know, if I know I'm coming on the pod, I always try and analyse a game as, as, as dispassionately as I can, yep. which, as you know me, is, is mm. nigh on impossible. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, do, mm-hmm. I, I do try and, and look at it objectively. And, and it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a poor all-round performance, in my view. There, there were, you know, it, it was OK. It was a point. We accept that Brighton were, were, were scrapping for every point to, to try and secure their Premier League status. But um, as you said, Rick, there was enough quality on that pitch to have done the job. Yeah, I mean, what people will say about Brighton is, you know, maybe we should give them some respect. And listen, we're not discounting that. Brighton, I think they've got um, one of the best home records outside the top six. So they're no pushovers by all means, but a Tottenham team with all that quality in the squad, I mean, you would expect better. Vas, can I ask you, you have said that you agreed with that line up from Pochettino and um, Paul Skinner asked the question is Pochettino going to regret panicking and protecting in readiness for the FA Cup does he have an air of naivety about him indecision or misguidedness trust when it comes to crunch moments six changes pre-match then waiting 75 minutes to sub in a game it's a trend for me that's what Paul says can you can you understand that question at all Vass um, I does don't he, does see he any... point at all I don't think he has. I mean, the the two the two uh, fullbacks we know get rotated anyway. Yeah. Generally. Um, then you so had Sonny coming made, in for Lamella. Yeah, he made four four changes, and people were crying for Son to come in for Lamella um, after what happened against Man City. Mm. So you can discount that one. So that's three of the changes gone already. So the only changes he's then left with is bringing in Wanyama. Sissoko and Toby. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming everyone was pleased as punch to see Toby in the Spurs shirt. Judging by Twitter, they were. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So that only leaves the two central midfielders. I don't think there's anything to do with naivety. 
Pochettino has always trusted his players. Mm. Um, I think there were... Ian may have a point. I, I sort of said yesterday that they seem to have one eye on Saturday's fixture. And I said while I was watching the game, it, as it, it, it seems as though the players are playing, no, no one really wants to get hurt out there, mm. which was disappointing. And that was dis- just a disappointing thing. I think on Saturday against City, we were second best, so you can accept it. But last night, I think we were just below par. There was no urgency. Uh, Again, Ian was right. They're all falling over. I don't understand what all that was about. You saw that going on in the first half. You'd have thought at least they'd change their footwear at half-time or, or do change their studs or something like that. I mean, Son fell over trying to shoot. Vertonghen fell over trying to shoot. Um, everyone was falling over. It was just it's got to be beyond a joke yesterday. But we were just lacking some urgency yesterday, I don't think. I mean, credit to Brighton. They defended yeah, really yeah. well. Yeah, you can't knock that. But mm. No. But um, we got through a few times, uh, as, as Jay said. We, we did have some good chances, but it just was a below-par performance. Yeah, I don't think you can pin that on, on, on Pochettino, really. Mm. Oh, it's quite funny. Stephen Vincent asked the question, was that worse than Saturday? I mean, that's, that's debatable in itself. Can I ask you, Jay, coming back round to you, Danny Walsh has asked the question, listen, you've watched the whole game back, therefore I think you'll acknowledge this. Why do you think we were so poor and slow in the game itself? Can you answer that at all, Jay? So, <clears throat> Brighton uh, played 10 men behind the ball. It was very difficult. If you watched um, most of our performances against teams that did that earlier on in the season, at Wembley especially, I just found it, think it was really difficult <clears throat> for us to break them down. I think they were really well organised. We all love Chris Hewton, fantastic manager. Yeah. Wish him all the success. Brighton were... A you know, as I think you alluded to earlier, they've got one of the best home records. And I think the only time we really looked to hurt them was when Son finally got round the back, kept it, kept the ball somehow. He managed to keep it or the way that it rolled um, on on the line and, and get it across to, um, for, the, for the goal. So I think it's about getting round the back of them. <clears throat> I think Mora playing on the... Uh, left-hand side doesn't allow him to do that so he naturally wants to come in on his right foot to uh, bring the the game I think it just got congested really congested in the centre a bit like the first half against Chelsea you know when we were just coming down the middle and it kept coming back away from them so I don't know if it's slow I just think it's had this trouble against these teams that just sit there Mm. you know it was the same against Brighton at home it was, wasn't Brighton, it? That was another yeah, very similar game. Really slow. You, yeah. you, unless, unless you remember Aurier's fluky goal, mm. which changed the game for five minutes. Nothing happened in that game either. No. So, to, it, to, I, to, sorry to interrupt, Jay. You know what, though? You, you're right. They defended. But there were opportunities where we won the ball off them in our half. And there were opportunities where we could break quickly yeah, do you know and what? exploit the space. Yeah. And we just we just slowed it right down for some reason, played a sideways pass or a backwards pass. And it's as if we were just waiting for them to get back in position and defend again. It was disappointing for me. It's funny you say that, Chats, because Incognito asked the question, why have we lost pace on the break? We used to play well on the break, but we seem so determined to slow, stop, play and pass sideways backwards. Is that fair, Jay? Well, I, I, I do think it goes back to the pitch as well. So if you're running, if you've played football or any sport and you think you're going to fall over, you don't run as fast as you normally would because you're more worried about your balance. So I, I, I have no idea why. I think Ian said 27 times we fell over. I didn't count them, <laughs> but that is ridiculous. Mm. That's like playing football on an ice rink. So the what, what and Brighton were falling over as well. It wasn't just Spurs. So the pitch was just not playable for a professional football game, mm. or the studs chosen were completely wrong. So you, I don't know if you would break a pace as much as you normally would. So I, I don't know. I, I think maybe the conditions came into it. It wasn't good enough. I think Wanyama and Sissoko um, are not Dyer and Dembele. It might be that you could swap Wanyama with. Yeah. Um, that just doesn't Dyer ever or... seem a compatible partnership, does it? It doesn't ever seem to work that having that combination. It doesn't. It no. doesn't. And and Sissoko is really the only thing he's really good at is is 
is doing those breaks, you know, against Real Madrid and um, recently um, in in some of the big games mm. um, in Europe and against Juventus when he broke through, he he's he was driving through. What he does with it once he's driven through, he doesn't even know what he's going to do himself. <laughs> but that's one thing he's normally quite good at, and he yeah. was just could not even. Well, he couldn't trap a bag of cement yesterday, mm. so. I think when somebody in the centre of midfield um, doesn't drive forward, it gives them real problems. And I saw as soon as Dembele came on, he drove forward um, quite a few times trying to make it up. And that's where we started to open them up a bit towards the end of the game. And many people are arguing, Jay, you know, too little, too late. You bring him on later in the game. That's always going to be an argument out there. But what I do want to say very quickly, just on that rotation, is many may argue Pochettino had to rotate, you know, in Saturday semi-final in mine against Chelsea. But we have to now remember that the next time we play in the league, the gap could be down to just five points, Chelsea, in this top four fight by the time we next play in the league. So... We're taking a, a they could, risk. but they're going away to Burnley. It's they, not are, gonna, it, they, they are, Jay, don't, 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 yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. See, There's a lot of negativity around this. It's eight points with four games to go. Mm, but it's, it's Tottenham, it's, it, and we all know what Tottenham are like, Jay. That's, the, I think, the only overriding concern. Let me bring Ian in for a second. Ian, let me come round to you. Let me go and discuss the team news with you, as we mentioned at the um, briefing start of the show. We had Adamil return to the start at 11 after missing the last three matchday squads. We had Mora also given a start after recent impressive cameos, if I'm allowed to say that, Vass. <laughs> we had Aurea coming back in for Trippier and Son in for Lamella. Deli Ali was understood to be rested, Ian. You know, he's recorded 15 assists across all competitions this season. Do you think, Ian, you know, on Delhi? Was that absence maybe proven of, you know, the game against Brighton that we question what he brings to this Spurs side? And I think we really missed him, didn't we, Ian? I think we did miss him. I just, look, I just, t- taking my mind back to the the City game, he, he got a, a few quite hefty challenges, if mm. memory serves me right. Yeah. So, I, th- I think it was probably right and proper for, 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 for him to be rested um, ahead of Saturday's match against Man United. And I just think that, it's 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 you know it's one of those things where we we have to accept and I've said this on the pod before you know was it 25 man squad mm. and all the and you want to get to the stage where all 25 bring something different yep. to the to, to the to the playing you know the playing staff <clears throat> and I just think that I just think that and, and as we said those players that, that that did come in were good enough mm. you know they they were good enough you know we we've all We've all likened the little sort of was it the fifteen minutes that Moore had against you know uh, against City, mm. you know and and you know you looked at it you know and I was coming you know coming in from you know from 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 Brighton Town Centre into the to the Amex I'm I'm thinking that's a good that's a good little start, a good lineup that you know we, 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 that that's great you know I had, I had no qualms about it at all you know but I think I think when it comes to Deli Ali I just think. Maybe he does need a rest because you know. Let's be honest. He does, he does do quite a lot of runs. If you look at the, the stats, you know, yeah. him, him and Ericsson do do put in the effort. Oh, his distance covered. He's just every game he's up there, isn't he? I think in the top three or yeah. four. And you know, and there's no doubt about it. We seem to miss Vas coming over to you. I think we missed his movement, his creativity, and his attacking prowess. Would you agree with that, Vas? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think there's. A reason to say that perhaps whilst we do have a deep squad, we don't at the moment have the same quality throughout the squad. And I guess that's only natural because bottom line is, mm. you know, who's going to come and sit on the bench if of you course. want first class players? You're going to have to pay first class wages. Um, but just going back to Delhi, yeah, we do miss his movement and all this business about him not having a great season. I think he had a slow start to the season, but mm. once um, he got going, I think his uh, his his play for us is is quite valuable. And it's oftentimes the things that aren't visible that are important, like his runs off the ball, you know, dragging the defender away and creating some space. It's, there's lots of little nuances to his game which um, yeah, we we can use, and it makes a difference to the way that we play. It does. That's sticking with you. I mean, after, let's be honest, a poor first half, we eventually managed to find the breakthrough early in that second half when Yama won the ball just outside Brighton's box on the right-hand side. Son rided the challenge and, as Jay said, somehow, you know, kept the ball in before finding Kane who smashed the ball home off a defender. Kane will be happy to get that goal, wouldn't he, Vass? Just to, you know, 
get all this rubbish out there and, you know, just about him claiming everything back amongst the goals where he belongs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was well worked. Uh, Sonny did fantastic. I don't know how he kept that ball in, yeah, but incredible. Uh, there's probably reason to have expected a, a, a penalty because there was a foul on him right at the end uh, had Harry not scored. Um, but yeah, Kane would have loved to get that back on the score sheet. So that was um, that was great work. And in fact, going back to what one of the questioners said about Pochettino's decision-making or whatever, it was um, his uh, tactical switch at half-time that suddenly saw us get Harry Kane into the game a bit more. He pushed Sonny up front. He dropped Harry Kane deeper. He put more on the left. Um, and it just kind of, we, we, we started to baffle them a little bit and get Kane in the game. And we scored very early on. And had we not conceded so quickly, who knows, we probably would have gone on and scored more. Mm. Joe, you just think the importance of Kane's goal for him going into this FA Cup semi-final at the weekend couldn't have come any better, could it? It was so important for him to get back amongst the goals, especially, like I say, against Brighton, ahead of this Man United game in, in the Cup. I thought, at first half, I thought he looked really leggy. Um, not himself at all. Mm. Um, and then, second half, I thought, as soon as the goal went in, he yep. looked much better, much brighter, a bit stronger, picked the pace up. Then sort of tired again towards the the end of the game. I think um I think he's he's just generally an, a, a nice bloke and he's been absolutely ridiculed yeah, yeah, yeah. from yeah. from from everyone. I think that's going to affect anyone anyone in the game. I I don't think he didn't even claim the goal. It was Spurs that did it for him. Mm. So I don't know if they helped. I'm sure him, he's had a hand in it as does... well. Though. I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's been the one who's also said that Jay. I think I'm know. sure he, uh, yeah, I'm sure he said, yeah, it was my goal, mm. and then Spurs have backed him because all they want to do is build a team around him and keep him as happy as possible. Yeah, so he, he, I, d I do think he's got, you know, had a monkey hanging over him because mm. he, he was. I was at the Man City game. I know you covered it the other day, but he just wasn't there. He just no. wasn't in the game. Yeah. And then in the first half yesterday, from what I saw from when I watched it back. He wasn't really at it either. He kept falling over. I mean, that free kick where Eric's uh, right at the end of the half where Ericsson played it to him and he just slipped over. And I think actually his last kick of the game, he slipped over from a shot as well. So, it, you know, it, it, it was a bit laughable, really, that our best player is doing that. So let's just hope that um, he comes out all guns blazing yeah. on Saturday gets back to the Harry Kane that we know. That goal hopefully has lifted him. He hit it really well, didn't he? Did. he? Yeah. I mean, it, Confident finish, smashed, wasn't it? Was it Bruno that he smashed it against? So Might have been. Ho hopefully they don't take that goal away from him. <laughs> no, hopefully not. Could you imagine after the week we've had, I hope not. Let me come around to you, Ian. We had a couple of questions in about Kane. Joey asked the question, following on from my question about indispensable players, regardless of conditional form, did we need to really rush Kane back into the first team when we were playing really well and won big games? Should Kane be like any other player and have to fight his way back into the first eleven? That's a good question from Joey. What do you make of that one, Ian? I think, yeah, I agree with you. It, you know, it's an excellent question from, from Joey. Um, I don't think we should have rushed him back mm -hmm. because, you know, there's a part of me that thinks this, 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 this I know he was marked out of the game against City. And and you know, and as and as Jay said, you know, him dropping back or in, into the, you know, a bit behind the 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 the, the, the defence helped, but I just think that did we rush him back too quick? Well, it's funny because um, yeah, we've got a question about that. Getting worse is if Kane wasn't chasing the golden boot, would you have played him before he's fully fit? I mean, it's a good question again. That one, yeah. isn't it? It's a hard one. Yeah, isn't I know. Mm. No, I think I think that if you look at the you, you look at it. You know when when he got his injury away at Bournemouth. You know the the the, the, the rest of the team stepped up. Yeah. And and you know what did we run out? We, we ran out four one winners, didn't we? In the end. Yeah, yeah, we did. You know, and and I just think that you know sometimes. Um, and I want to go back to when I used to play football. If 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 there was a somebody on the team that was really really good, you you often. Sort of like no, it didn't drop your performance, but you always knew that there was somebody on the pitch that that could potentially get you out of a hole. Now, when he wasn't there, it encouraged everybody else to to, to up their game, 
because they knew that your main man wasn't there. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. And 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 I just think that that, that maybe we could have we could have left him, um, a, a, you know, maybe a, a game or two before we rushed him back, and he might have had a bit a bit more of a rest and a bit more hunger to to come back and 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 start really knocking the goals in. You know, I I, I just thought that you know he did look you know a little bit leggy last night. Mm. Well, the most important thing, as like I said, he's back amongst the goals ahead of what we can say is an absolutely crucial FA Cup semi-final against Manchester United. That is the most important thing. So, Vass, it is that time of the show where this is going to be an interesting one. The case of Serge Aurea. I mean, I put out a tweet last night, Vass, um, which had some interesting reaction, I've got to say. Um, and that was from my perspective that, you know, bearing in mind we've seen Pochettino develop the likes of the fullbacks of Klein, Shaw, Davis, Rose and Trippier. There's no doubt that Aurea is going to be his biggest project yet, isn't he? I mean, the facts are under Maurizio, it does show. You can't ever really you know, judge a fullback until he's worked with them for a second season. But Vass, I mean, again last night, you know, this is a minute after we've gone and taken the lead against, you know, Brighton. We, cr- I mean, I know it's debatable, the penalty for some people, but for me, it gives a referee again a decision that he doesn't have to make. What did you make of, of that foul? And as an ex-referee, Vass, would you have given it? Sadly, I probably would. Um... I know it was a clash of feet, mm. but he's just too close that, to him. It was the wrong side so, of him. Yeah, it was the wrong side of him. Mm. He was trying to play catch-up and, you know, it, it clipped him and it denied the guy an opportunity. It wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity, but, you know, he could have gone on and took a shot at the fella. Mm. Um, I mean, that, my reaction last night was, this guy's a liability. You know, yeah, it's it, so I many sort questions of, saying the same as well. I mean, I don't know what yeah, to say. Yeah, but I, I think on reflection, I've, I've kind of calmed down, obviously. <laughs> and um, uh, uh, he's going to need a lot of work. I mean, it's his biggest one for, yet, isn't it, Vass? You've seen how much yeah. he developed fullbacks. I mean, this is going to be. I said the word project, but this guy is going to need a transformation, Vass, isn't it? Am I going OTT saying that? It seems like that way. Well, when you think back to Carl Walker. Mm. Um, he had a brain fart every other week, the fella. Mm. Uh, he cost us goals. He did. And Rose was the same at times. And Rose was the same at times, yeah, yeah. And everybody was up in arms when he signed a five-year contract, Danny Rose. That's it, yeah. Um, I remember one one particular game with Carl Walker up at Anfield where um, we were we were going great guns. I can't remember what season it yes, was. Yes, and, and he then, like, decided... kind of crossed past, didn't he? I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah out of nowhere. That's right. Comfortably winning the game. On, off you go. Yeah. yeah go and, go, go exactly. and have a goal. Yeah. Uh, they weren't penalties, but, you know, the fullbacks were conceding uh, uh, goals or making errors for Brainless. us. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, going back to your question, this is going to be a massive project for Poch. I think players, they have a skill, talent, ability, whatever you want to call it, but they need footballing intelligence. Players have to be clever. Mm. Uh, I don't think that... Serge Aurier is the sharpest tool in the box, if I'm honest. So Pochettino's going to have his work cut out uh, with Aurier, but we'll have to wait and see till next season and see what kind of progress the guy makes, to be honest. Yeah. Quite funny, a guy I've had on the show regularly, um, Dan from Yidvids, did say, let's give a shout out, can I call her a wanker? I mean, you can understand his point, you can understand the frustration, but we had so many questions in. I mean, Mark Butcher says exactly the same as me. He says, I know Oreo have to give him time, but why did he have to make a challenge? And also, I hope the man sitting game did not affect the players where their heads were down. And, you know, he's really nervous for Saturday. We all laughed, to be honest with you, Mark. Let me bring you in, Jay. Um, I spoke to you off air. You're adamant. It's not a penalty. But can you understand, Jay, that it's a challenge that he, he doesn't really... It gives that decision a referee to... It gives the referee a decision to make because of the nature of where he is in the box. Do you understand? I, I've got a mate that reminds me a lot of Aurier. He's like a joker. <laughs> a bit, bit of a laugh. Always always uh, the one that... I'm guessing he's not a footballer, Jay. Oh, no. He's... <laughs> footballer but he's 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 a real character real like live wire you know you go to the club he'd, he'd always be the one that gets the girl first blah 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 but he would always at the end of the night there would always be some form of trouble with him mm. whether he's chosen the wrong girl or we've got the wrong cab or we've gone somewhere wrong and i just think aurier is that, that type that of character kind of guy. 
he is going to cause every game there's going to be some sort of trouble. It all started again with Real Madrid. No, West Ham, wasn't it? West, West Ham, Ham well, sent West off Ham, Real Madrid now, Juventus. I mean, it's just, it's quite funny. Pelle Ali asked the question, is he trying to set a record for the most penalties given away this season? I mean, he's giving it a fair well, go, isn't he, uh, Jake? Look, Real, Real, Real Madrid and Juventus were stonewallers, mm. right? He tried that challenge, which he actually did at West Ham on his first, on his debut, where he did that last minute challenge. Mm. This one, yes, he gets the wrong side. He tries to pull him back outside the box. The guy, I, I can't say this guy's name, so please it's correct Qua- me. It's Guerdo. It's Guerdo. Mm. Right, I still can't say it. He's running, <laughs> he's running through, and I do think, and this, I've watched it quite a few times, maybe I'm wrong, that Esquerdo dives, uh, his legs just push back towards Aurier and he falls over. So, but Aurier shouldn't be in that position. He was the wrong side. He does his smile at the ref, etc. Mm. I just think he was the, the wrong player, the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he needs to get better at his positional sense. He's making up exactly what Poch wants. Is he the player for us? I, I don't know. That's why Trippio is playing all the main games ahead of him. Yeah. So we spent spent 25 million quid on him and um, he, he's not come anywhere near forcing well, Trippio funny. out. We all thought, didn't we, in the summer, Jay, no brainer. You've bought this guy for 25 million. You know, it was almost like he's definitely going to start. Trippier will almost Absol- be an understudy. To yeah, him, absolutely. But I was really excited when we got him. Yeah. I was yeah. really excited when we got him. I'd seen him play for PSG. Now, Looking at the French League this season, you know, I think I could play for PSG <laughs> at full-back. Well, I think we've got one of our kids plays for him, doesn't he? Who's uh, Yuri Bacici. He mm. used to be at Spurs as a kid, and he's he's playing left-back for them. So maybe that, that was the, the wrong team to uh, sort of look and see what a player's like, because I don't think he had any defensive responsibility. He could just go forward. Yeah. But he can't really cross either, can he? There was loads of times <laughs> what, again. What can he do yesterday. then, Jay? If he can't cross... He smiles a lot. <laughs> he smiles when he gets into trouble or the ref. Oh. I don't know. He's mates with Sissoko. Maybe that, that, that might say it all. Let, let me bring yeah, Ian exactly. in. I've got to bring Ian into the chat. Ian, questioning from Daniel Long, a regular. Hi, Daniel. I hope you're well. He says, Sergio, I always feel like there's a mistake in him and it's usually calamitous as well. Do you feel like he will grow into this Spurs team? Dan says, I thought he would be a great signing when the deal was agreed. Now I'm doubting myself. I still have hope. Ian, do you have hope? You was there watching him live. Give us your reaction when he... when the referee right. gave the penalty. I think that you have to acknowledge that, that the Spurs fans, me included, were at the opposite end of the pitch. Mm. So... But there was there was almost like a a collective sigh of resignation mm. when the referee pointed to the spot, and it was just like it's him again. And it's like and 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 I and I said to Joe, uh, we were having a, a WhatsApp conversation with Jason yesterday, and it, and it was interesting that normally if 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 a, if a club and a defence think they've been are done by. There is always some sort of sort of like challenge coming back from them to the referee. There wasn't, and was there in? And there wasn't. No. And, and no. I just sort of fair enough. Now, going back to Serge Aurier, right? He is picking up unwanted stats left, right, and centre. What is that? Three penalties he's given away? Well, uh, Brighton, West Ham, Juventus. <laughs> in, in, in my time watching Tottenham, so we're, we're going. Off and on since sort of like 1969-70. Mm. This is the one player who, in one game, has given has been penalised for more bloody foul throws than I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, you know. Come on, you know. Let, if we've if we've bought this bloke from PSG, twenty-five million not, as well. It's not. It, it's not. I know people say it's cheap in this day and age, but it's got, still a lot of money. So, so going back to your initial question, Rick. Mm. You know, he will be Pochettino. He, he may well, he'll either end up being the the the, the player that broke Pochettino, mm. or the or the player that <laughs> made Pochettino. Because this bloke can't throw, he can't defend, he can't cross a ball, and you just apart from yourself, that, though, he, apart from that, he's all right though, yeah. <laughs> apart from that, he's got like you say, he smiles a lot as as as, as Vass. Oh, but in, in all in all you know, being, you know, in all mm. seriousness, yeah. you know, he, he's going to have to step up the mark he's going to have to because at the end of the day we've spent that money on him 
and and you know and he's, he's going to have to form part of of how we play the game mm-hmm. and you know and, and you know when when it sounds like we, we've all had a, we've all played a, a football at some stage in our lives mm-hmm. i was always told as a fullback you know as a as a, as, as a fully paid up member of the national union of fullbacks that um you 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 sort of like you know your 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 goal side of your man. Mm. You 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 force him out out towards the corner. See, that's play. the biggest concern, isn't it? Ian? From a logical perspective, that just isn't there. The intelligence, like Vass says, the, the defensive intelligence, it just doesn't yeah, seem yeah. to be there. And that's the most worrying concern. Because Vass, you would argue, at least if he has some kind of intelligence, you can maybe fix some of these rash challenges. But the concern is with that not being there. I mean, it's a it's a big job, isn't it? It's a massive job for Pochettino. Well, it is, but I think. Um... As he's chasing the guy into the area, he should have had the presence of mind mm. to realise that Jan Vertonghen was there, and I think there may have been another player. You know, just pass him on. Let Jan come in, take over, and deal with him. Mm. You don't always have... Because I think he, he really believes he can get the ball. Oh, he does. Or he, oh, or he really he, believes he really that does. he can, yeah. Re- yeah. can recover. Um, and... Really, he's got to be a little bit more patient and not so rash in those circumstances, especially not in the 18-yard box. I mean, if you want to do that, you know, anywhere else on the pitch, then fine, try and get the ball. But when you're in the 18-yard box, you just need the presence of mind. And I don't think um, he, he has it or he's, he's got to develop it, which is quite surprising because he's been playing football for a little while now and he's a, he's a fully-fledged international and everything else. So, yeah, he's going to be a challenge for Pochettino. But just on that goal... Um, the chap that passed the ball to is he Credo, whatever his name is. Um, I thought Toby should have done better there. He just sort of stuck a leg out, just trying to block the pass, where really he should have just fronted up to the guy and maybe done a bit better to stop that ball uh, getting through to him. And maybe Aurea wouldn't have been in that situation. But really, Aurea has to do a lot better. He's just got to have that presence of mind. Yeah. Apart from that, he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing great. <laughs> Well, tell, we've had so many questions about Serge. I'm sorry, guys, you haven't covered them all off. There's one I do want to quickly mention. Callum Jones says, whoever scouted Aurea, can we make sure that person gets fired? I think that's absolutely brilliant question. So, Callum, thank you for that. I'm sorry, guys, you haven't covered all the Aurea questions off. Um, but, yeah, so much to kind of talk through. A little bit out of view there for a second, Vash. You picked up the point that you think he was partially at fault for the goal. I mean, I thought, to be honest with you, having him in the back line, I thought we automatically looked more solid defensively. I mean, I've got to hope that's not the last time we're going to see him in a Spurs shirt. Ian, you were there, present at the game last night, as I keep on saying. What did you make of Toby's performance? And was there more of a of a relief that we saw him last night in, a, in the hope that there might still be a way back? But I think many of it are, you know, accepted now that it probably is going to be his, um, his final season in the Spurs shirt, which is depressing just even saying it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think that Maybe maybe I'm, I was looking at looking for something that perhaps wasn't there, <laughs> but I, but I was you know I was sort of like just thought that that Jan seemed a lot more confident that that his mate was 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 to his to his left. Mm. Um, I, I just you know I just thought that you know even even you know Hugo seemed to seemed to be a lot more relaxed and composed. You know, knowing that that he had his his, his 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 top two defenders in front of him. Yeah. And and I, you know, and I just think that he does calm our defence. Oh, he does. Right. Yeah. yeah he does. There's he, no doubt about he bring, it. He brings a, a sense of reassuring uh, presence. Isn't it? Yeah. Reassuring yeah. Absolutely. Presence. Yeah. Well, even even Aurier talking about Aurier. <laughs> I mean, that the the gaff for the penalty aside. I mean, he was a bit more. Disciplined last night in his play, mm. but he still managed to get caught out that one time. I know. I know. It's, it's funny because I think Jay, you said the same thing, didn't you? You didn't think Ori, apart from the apart from the penalty, he didn't have too bad a game. But can I ask you, Jay, from someone that's in the media world? I mean, the PR team are doing a fantastic job on Toby, but surely it's not blinding any of us, is it? This guy seems that he's going to be gone at the end of the season. Well, it looks like it um, from uh, all the noises coming out. Um, uh, internally, so um, I, I don't know. Look, his, his PR team. Look, it's not really a PR team. Rick, 
you're Mr. Social Media. He's just somebody <laughs> doing doing Twitter. He's not he's not putting in he's not putting anything mm. that is uh, you know there's no uh, PR coming out from the heart and talking no, and no, interviews. No. It's just social media. It's just he's got a social media team. When there's a game, they put a thing out for for him. Mm. He doesn't do anything during the week. He just a couple of things on training if they see a photo. You know they're just paying somebody to do some tweets for him. That's all. When you talk about paying. Let me ask you, Jay. I'm gonna ask you a serious question now. We seem to have been linked with so many you know centre backs. You know I think. The lick, the, the guy Ajax, I think Clements, the guy, um, also another centre back. Delict, what's Delict like? I, again, I haven't seen too much of him. Ajax centre half, you know, coming up through the ranks. Everyone seems to think he's the next big thing. I think Arsenal being linked with him, Man United as well. He's been linked with a whole host of top clubs. What I want to ask you though, Jay, is that the cost it's going to get to bring someone in as a centre back, a proven centre back. Should that money not be going towards Toby and trying to pay him, or do you think Toby's in that mind frame that look no? I want to leave the club, and therefore, if he wants to leave the club, then we are best to get rid of. That's the case. But if he wants to stay, should we not be, you know, moving everything to try and get him to stay, rather than scouting alternative centre backs? Toby's proven you can see how much he does reassure the back line. Should we be doing more to keep him, Jay? That's a really simplistic way mm. of looking at the situation. And if it was, yeah, just pay him more, that's fine. So we all work for organisations and work for organisations. And you could have one person who's bringing in all the deals and making all the money. He's not going to be on a completely different pay structure. And the whole company is not going to change their pay structure for that one individual because then everybody has to change. Mm. So from what what we can, I'm not going to go into anything um, on here, but, you know, what, what's coming out is, is what um, I've been sort of uh, hearing is, you know, he wants a flat wage. Well, that ain't going to happen at Spurs. No. The, reason, the reason we keep most of our players, not all of them, but most of them, the only ones that we haven't kept and the people that are wanting to leave are Danny Rose, Toby and um, and Kyle last time. Mm. Kyle was more about not uh, the rotation. Danny Rose, it was because he was very badly injured for a long time. And Toby um, also, all of this started to come out after he knew he was going to be out for a long time. Now, if you're out for a long time, you don't get the win bonus. Mm. You don't get the goal bonus. You yep. don't get the defensive clean sheet bonus. You don't get, you go back to your basic wage. Yeah. So it's like being on uh, some sort of, um, you know, sick pay or... Yes. And also, it's fair to say, Jay, it's not pay. pittance there on either the flat wage, is it? It's not a bad wage. No. Yeah. No, no absolutely mm. not. So it's all about... Um, we, I want Toby to stay. I think Toby is a wonderful centre-back. Probably him and Jan are the best pairing of centre-backs I've seen since Goff and Mabbott mm. in, in 87. So I don't get me wrong, I want him to stay. But I can see it from the business point of view. We have a structure, not a wage structure as in... Um, we only pay little and that's it. And it's it's not. It's all done on a percentage of revenue. That yeah. will increase with the new stadium, the new sponsorships, etc. when they get announced. But it's you can't change your entire structure of the club to suit one player. And if one player wants that to happen, then that's why um, uh, I don't think there's um, going to be a... Unfortunately, I don't think there's going to be any result res resolution to it because I think, um, you know, all of the players, including Kane, are signed up for this. You get this basic, you get the best bonus in the league. Go and prove yourself. Go yeah. and win stuff for us. Go and get the golden boot. You know, go and score all your goals and, and you, you get all of these things. And, and Toby will be part of a big clean sheet bonus because we didn't hear anything about this when he was playing regularly. No, it's a good point. And the same with Rose, wasn't it? When he was out Absolutely. for a period, it's exactly the same as that. And Kyle, when he was getting rotated, it's it's funny you mentioned that as well. I mean, and if, and if yeah. you're used to, if it's, it's like everyone. So it doesn't matter how much money they earn, they spend it. Mm. So you could have a mortgage. You mortgage yourself up to the hilt thinking, well, we're going to get Champions League or we're going to get this. Or I'm going to get these this amount of clean sheets. And all of a sudden you're injured. You might put yourself under financial stress. You don't know no. how mm. these people are managed and what they're doing with their money. So Danny Rose, I know, bought a massive house in Chigwell for a hell of a lot of money and then got injured. I do know that. So he... 
Um, you know, there, there were all these things that we have to understand a bit deeper yeah. than just pay him what he wants. It's unfortunately, it, it doesn't work like that. And we're not Man City. Um, we're not Chelsea. We're not steamrolled and bankrolled where, or, or Arsenal, where they can pay 350 grand a week to Ozil, whether he sits on his arse or plays. Mm. Um, Daniel just, Daniel hasn't done that and we've built the club organically now i'm not being a defender of it but i do understand it i do no, you've been a realist but that's, you know that's what it is isn't it that is what it is there's no it's not about defending it that's just where we're at so i mean vas can i ask you you know jay's kind of given us a very kind of clear description there for anyone you know doubting how this kind of structure works at spurs as we've said before with you on the show um the wages are highly incentivized with bonuses in there with toby i mean he makes a great point he's been out for a long long period I just, would you be trying, I mean, that's I ask you, if he wants to stay at the club, and this is a big question, if he wants to stay at the club, would you be moving hell on earth to keep him rather than be scouting players that are unknown entities in terms of trying to bring these players to the league that we don't know if they're going to work? It's got to be right for both sides, mm. Ricky. Yeah. Um, same with any negotiation it's got to suit both sides whether it's uh, an employment contract or uh, you're going to get somebody in to build an extension it's got to be right for both mm. sides you've got to be happy with what's being provided and then they've got to be happy with the remuneration but what you said um, when you first started asking this question is if he wants to stay yeah of course that's the key factor and, isn't it and, and that is the bit that none of us know. We're no. all assuming he wants to stay and the only stumbling, stumbling block is cash. Yeah. Now, I know that there was a... Well, I don't know for a fact, but I've heard from someone that there was a, a deal on the table that was on the verge of being signed at 130 grand a week. Mm. The Virgil van Dijk deal yeah. goes through mm. and then, you know we've got a new playing field and Toby thinks he's worth more. I think his dad is his agent as well. well apparently, I subsequently, it's rumours apparently he's been now been banned from the training ground, if you believe what you read. I mean, it's just, depends what you want to believe. Who's that? It? Toby's dad? Apparently Toby's dad's been banned from the training ground, depending on what you believe. <laughs> he was. Or what he's not now. He was, he's not he now. Was, oh, right, he's okay. Not he's he allowed yeah. yeah. back, is he? <laughs> yeah, apparently yeah. so, yeah. He's not banned now, mm. but he was. Well, that's the other thing you see with any player. You, you don't know what who's in their ear. You exactly, know? you don't know. It's just there's always that, and it's such a precarious mm. uh, industry. Um, it's you know, I think I know we all cry out for Levy to pay more money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but ultimately, it's not just about that. You've got to keep you've got to keep a steady ship, haven't you? Oh, you and you've got to keep everyone on board. I mean, giving yeah. a, giving Toby an extra fifty grand a week. Are you telling me you're not going to have Harry Kane, Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen, Song, Song, Song yeah. and you know Gian Vertonghen and Hugo Lloris all knocking on uh, Pochettino's yeah. door I mean, saying, well, if he's yeah. got 50 grand a week more, I want 50 grand a week more. Yeah. I, I think as we yeah. all know, that, so Kane's wage is going to be the one that sets the barrier. I think we all are aware of that. You know, He's going to be the, the star headliner here. You know, you Maybe say Lloris as well being captain of the club. I mean, those are the two guys you would probably say everyone will then want to naturally falling on along that. I mean, I would love to carry this debate on all night, although we are, like I say, pushed for time. We have got the small matter of an FA Cup semi-finals to come. Ian, should we bring in the chat now about it? I mean, there's going to be decisions to make in terms of team selection, but let's talk about the magnitude of the game firstly. There's no getting away from it, Ian. I think, I hate to say, the majority of this season resolves around this FA Cup. There's so much talk about, you know, what have you won? What have you won at Tottenham? And Pochettino coming up to, what is it, three, four years in charge now. There's questions being asked of him. Can he get over the line and win his first trophy? Just how big is it for you, Ian, this FA Cup this season? Um, I think it's, it's, I think it's massive. Is it the be-all end, Ian? Is that going too far? Be honest. No, no. OK. If, if, we get, if we don't progress on Saturday, but we finish fourth... By the logic of how much money that you're supposed to get in the Champions League, I think you put a, you, you you retweeted something today. What was it, fifty-two million? Yeah, it was a high figure. Yeah, yeah, it was indeed. Do you know? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Then, then you could argue that in the grand scheme of things, yeah, the Champions League's you know, more important. Have, yeah, yeah, the Champions League financially is more important. However, you know, I can remember as a kid. 
and you know we've got you know you know John you know John Mannings who's who's who's, who's on the pod and his kids. I remember as a kid the the joy of 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 you know when Steve goes up to lift the FA Cup, I was there. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, of course, and it's yeah. Like, you know, and, and you know, I'm going back. What was it? Ninety one. Was that the last time we won the FA Cup? Was yeah. Yeah, embarrassingly so. <laughs> right now, now as it stands, my daughter is twenty is twenty five, and my son's twenty three. Neither of neither, my son's a big Spurs fan. He was with me last night. Yeah, he's never he's never seen us win the FA Cup. Mm. You know, and that that that, that you know, we, there's all people that, that would come up with this the levels. You know, and, and you know, the only thing my son's seen us win. I think it's the 2008, you know, League Cup, and as and as and as Jason says on the pod before, after that game we were shocking that season. Yeah, it doesn't but necessarily mean, does it? It doesn't necessarily mean no, winning no, the no. FA Cup will mean success, but you feel that will be the start of something, Ian. That's what we all yes. want to believe. Yeah, my only concern was on the way back last night was, and I know you often get asked to go on talk sport, Rick. Was Jason Cundy Jason Cundy saying that we were. That we, we, we were favourites. He on did Saturday. say that thought, to me oh, last night. Yeah, you don't want that tag, do you? No. That's bloody. That's bloody. Put the mockers on it. Mm. And, and I just thought that. But for me, it, you know, let's start winning things. Of course. You know, because yeah. because did I think this this team will grow as we're winning things? You know, and 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 I just think that you know it it will be lovely to to get through a semi final because. You know, I didn't go to the one last year because, you know, I think I've said it before. I just, I just knew Chelsea. You know, semi-final. Nah, I don't. don't I just don't fancy it. It's hard, but isn't it? yeah, you know, yeah, come on, we've we've got to we've got to break this hoodoo. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think know, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we've broken we've broken the Chelsea hoodoo. Yeah, let's go and break the Wembley hoodoo in 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 semi-finals and go on to win the damn thing. I agree. Man, Man, Man City aren't in it. Liverpool aren't in it. So, you know, we, we, we've got we, it's our we've best got chance, a real isn't it? Chance. Best chance we've, we're going to get. We've got the best chance ever. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Let me bring Jay in. That, 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 that hoodoo goes back a lot further than Wembley. Well, do you know, I mean, it's just I've looked at the records here, Jay. Winning nine and oh, losing all eleven of, of the last previous twenty. I mean, it's a horrendous record. And you know, I have to I've ask been you, at all of them. Well, can I ask you, Jay, on that question? You know, someone made a comment the other week and they said Liverpool fans. And I hate talking about Liverpool. I don't want to talk about Liverpool too much. It's a Tottenham podcast, but stop Liverpool, then. No, well, well, I say. Liverpool fans, they understand the feeling of you know getting their players over the line in these big Champions League games because they've been there before. They understand the mentality of how to get these players over the line. Our concern as Spurs fans, we haven't had this success in such a long time and therefore, as fans, we're nervous. Does that translate onto the pitch as well, Jay, at some point? Because we haven't, like I say, got over the line in these big games. You know, how big a role are the fans going to play at the weekend? You know, we destroyed Man United at Wembley, you know, earlier this season. But my only concern is that Jose Mourinho teams, second time around, you know, you play them, he seems to learn twice. I remember back in that, you know, Chelsea game, the 5-3, we played them subsequently, played them subsequently, you know, shortly after that. And he done a job on us at Wembley. Do you remember the Pochettino's first cup final with us, the 2 0? I do. I and do. it was almost yeah. like, you know, you're not getting and through us. And we battered them the whole game. But yeah, but they you're not two getting goals. through us. There was that kind of attitude where you're not going to break us down. I think Costa, yeah, you, know, was ter- you know, terrified us that day. Do you concern yourself that because it's a Jose Mourinho team? Hey, he did walk the... a big time there. There was a walk the job mistake. even harder, though? <laughs> <laughs> but does that make the job even harder, Jay? The fact we're up against a Mourinho team. He doesn't normally allow you know, to beat him twice consecutively. Have you heard these motivational chats this week? You know, if you're not, I think they're, um, they're I don't know who's playing tonight because um, we're recording this on the Wednesday for Man U. Um, but he's been, he's been, um, he's been um, sort of geeing them up saying, you know, from their defeat against West Brom. Yeah. Um, that, you know, you're not going to play, you know, you're all jokers, you're all celebrating, beating Man City, etc. He's a born winner. He's not a um, a, a, a beautiful manager, like playing beautiful football, like Pochettino. But he he gets the ugly wins. We've been on the end of quite a few of them. I can't remember who was the manager of Chelsea when we lost five one in the semi final. Um, where we've lost two nil in the final to them. We lost um, another semi final uh, last year three one. I mean, gosh, 
the Portsmouth one. Oh, that was awful. And yeah. Newcastle up at Old Trafford <laughs> when that horrible defender of ours that went down the road stuck his hand up for no reason in um in injury time and oh, even like uh, the the Everton. You made it make us feel positive, Jay, about the weekend. No, Jay, well, Jay, you're depressing listen, me, mate. mate. Come on, cheer Jay, us up. You're depressing I'm just, me. <laughs> I'm reliving all of the bad memories. Well, give us some good, like, give us some good things to look forward to. Have we got a chance this weekend? The good thing is, the good thing is, we're at home. This we're playing at home now. Whether Wembley was our hooter, etc., it's still our home. And apart, forget Man City game. I don't know what happened there because we were shocking. Mm. But we're at home. We're, we know the pitch. We know the place. We're going into the um, away dressing room. We've beaten room, them before, Jay, only a couple of months in. ago as well. We've beaten them before only a couple of months ago. We've, we've done it. Jay, we've done it before. We did, and we battered them. We did. We battered them. Yeah. Let's get off to another fantastic start with a goal in 10 seconds instead of 11. <laughs> um, do that same move straight up to Kane. Heads it down. Ericsson goal. Um, look. Hopefully, the players that were rested in Dembele, Dyer, um, and uh, Deli Ali um, yeah. come back fresh. Um, Trippier as well. Um, and um, Kane feels rejuvenated after that goal. Look, we, we can definitely beat, beat them. We've played them twice this season. We've matched them all the way. They've beaten us once by a, a stupid mistake by Dyer at the back and we beat them 2-0 and should have been 3 or 4. Mm. So look, we, I think on 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 our day we can beat anyone. Yeah. I think we've got to get rid of this hoodoo. It's been hanging over us for too long. As you said, I went off in a rant and got depressed myself then. <laughs> so come on, let's do it. Let's win the FA Cup. I remember as a kid, the first first time I was so young in 1981 when we won the, uh, won the FA Cup for the first time. I was lucky enough to to be able to go to the replay as a kid. I didn't go to the first game. Same in 82. I was there at 87. I was there at 91. And I was there, um, yeah, nine, that, that's Sh- the last shows time. Shows you, final, shows you how much it, it means. It means so All much. The yeah, it does mean a so lot. Much. But it, does, it doesn't, it's not what it was. Mm. And that is the weird, that's the weird thing. If we win it, you know what they're going to say? Well, it's only it's the only FA Cup. Yeah. Let me bring Vass they in. They still throw some stuff at us. Yeah, it's true. Let look, me get... look how happy Arsenal are at winning it last yeah. three out of four years. Right, that's a fair point. Let me bring you in, Vass, for this one. I'm going to ask the same question to you. Jose Mourinho teams, you know, what I said there, you know, they, we beat them, we destroyed them at Wembley not too long ago. And I said to Jade, these teams, they don't seem to make the same mistake twice, especially under Mourinho. Does that have a slight concern for you, Vass, at all? And I alluded to the fact, you know, the Chelsea, you know, back in the League Cup where we done them, in terms of the game yeah, before yeah. that. Can yeah. you see my relevance there at all? Are you concerned at all about that? I think you've been listening to the Hotspur America pod. Uh, uh, was it? No, it was. Last, Did you, I, I said exactly that, that well, last Sunday. Isn't that funny? That's probably where I've got it from, Vass. <laughs> so you obviously agree with that as well then? Yeah. Um, that is my only concern. Mm. Um, harking back to that yeah. performance we had against Chelsea and then the way he sort of shut up shop in the final. Um, yeah, make no mistake. Mourinho is going to do his utmost to to get through. Um, this will mean something to him. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't won anything this season, and he doesn't like going a season without winning at least one pot. Um, but it's equally as important to us now. So, if we're just looking at who we think's the better team, then you know that's got to be us. And the who do with the semi-finals? It's we, it's a massive monkey. We've got to get rid of it. it seven semi-finals we've lost now since '91. Um, Does the season rest however, on this game, Vass, do you feel? No. It doesn't? No. Right, and, that, okay. and that's that's the thing that Spurs fans have to keep in mind because right. as much as we all want uh, a cup victory, yeah. there is a bigger picture here and this is cup football. And in cup football, shit happens. Mm. Results don't always go your way, and you only get one. Juventus almost coming back and beating Real Madrid. Mm. Who'd have seen that? You know, Wigan beating Man City in the FA Cup. Who'd have seen that? These things happen in cup football, and this is why, as much as we want a trophy, when it's knockout competition, anything can happen. So we've got to be mindful of that. I think the key has to be qualifying for Champions League. Don't get me wrong, I badly want the FA Cup. But if we don't win the FA Cup, 
the season has not been a disaster and I think Spurs fans will do well to keep that in mind OK right well honestly I can't thank you enough uh, guys it's been an absolute pleasure this evening so can I say a massive thank you firstly to Ian thank you for coming back on the show tonight it's been an absolute pleasure having you yeah, yes, yes, it's, it's my pleasure, mate. Always, always, always happy to come on. You're very kind, uh, Vass. Thank you as always for coming back on the show. It's been a real pleasure having you. No, no pleasure, my, uh, no problem, mate. My, my pleasure. Okay, great. And Jay, thank you so much. Yeah, hopefully I didn't depress everyone. No, you didn't. Well, what? Let's get, before we go. Let's get some bloody predictions. We haven't done the predictions yet. Let's get some predictions I'm, in. I'm gonna go slip my wrist, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the effect. That's the effect I have on people. Oh dear! <laughs> let's get some predictions in. Let's go for it. So let's go round. Let's go round to you first, Jay. What are you going to give us? Three-one. Uh, come on, you Spurs. Three-one. Come on, you Spurs. Okay, and over to you, Ian. Well, I'm, I'm going to in in homage to Mister Mister McGovern. Okay. Right, and this this sort of like reverse psychology thing. I'm going to say two-one United. 2-1 United. And finally to you, Vass. Oh, God. 2-1 um, to Spurs. Fingers two, crossed. One, <laughs> OK, well, guys, listen. Big, big game. There's a lot riding on it. Let's not deny it. There's a lot riding on it. Enjoy the show. Let's hope we're talking to you on Monday night on the back of Tottenham Hotspur reaching the FA Cup final. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the show. And come on, you Spurs! Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.